It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Radio.com and on DrMaraCarpel.com this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is Sunday, October 6th, and we are broadcasting live from beautiful Austin, Texas, where it's still summer. It says it's autumn on the calendar, and it is October, and I am having seasonal allergies that come with the fall, but we're still having summer weather. So we're waiting for you, Autumn. We, we're we waiting for you with anticipation here in Austin because I miss the fall. So, And I hope that wherever you are, it's a beautiful fall day. And um, Art Mendoza, the Compost Entertainment producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined on the phone once again by Lauren Tarrant, co-founder of Well Beyond Care. And she's joining us from right here in Austin, Texas, to discuss this national company that helps to match caregivers and those in need of caregivers to make a perfect fit. And she'll be talking once more about what is unique about Well Beyond Care and how it differs from a home care agency or trying to find a caregiver on your own. And it's a part two. Last week she was on the program, and this week she's going to talk about uh, medical medical needs of people in need of care, so um, finding caregivers who can help with medical needs. And then later in the program, Art Mendoza, producer of this show and musician will be joining us on this side of the microphone to talk about some upcoming projects that he has going on and that you might be interested in. And we'll be playing some music as we usually do. And along the way, I will talk a little bit more about uh, the essential ingredients of living a passionate life. And some of this you might have heard before on the program or read in my book or my blogs, and maybe some of it will be new to you. So I hope um, it's a good reminder if it's not if it's not brand new to you. All right. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you do have a question for my guest, 
Um, be sure to call or email while she is on the air so that she can answer your question this evening right here on this program. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with all of the website links and any important information that we talk about on the program will be posted on my website. So if you go to drmarakarpel.com, you'll find a website post about this show with the important information, contact information, and the podcast later tonight. But you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And if you want information from previous programs or to listen to previous programs, um, all of the shows that we have done in the almost six years that we have been on Blog Talk Radio, um, you can also read my pod, my blog in Huffington Post and Thrive Global and now Silvana Spirit. Um, you can watch videos of the guests that we have done live in the studio and some other videos that I have created. Find out more about my book and more. Find out about speaking events, etc. All of that is at my website. DrMaraCarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And all of the shows that we've done here on Blog Talk Radio in the past several years can also be heard on Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And for information about future events, upcoming shows, blogs, blogs that publish as soon as they are published, um, upcoming events, anything um, new or future, it's all on my Facebook page. So follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And I'm usually pretty good about posting on Facebook anything new. So that is the place to find out what's new. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and occasionally in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other mental health conditions related to service. And if you want to contact me, if you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you think I should know about, you can feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973. Or you can send me an email to drmara at drmaracarpel.com or go through my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on contact. That's probably the simplest way. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And it's sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, 
at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a few of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere. It'll be very brief. And then when we come back, Lauren Tarrant, co-founder of Well Beyond Care, joins us to talk about this national company matching caregivers and those in need of care in a very unique way. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And now joining us from right here in Austin, Texas, once again, we have Lauren Tarrant who is the co-founder of Well Beyond Care, to talk about this very unique company and and how they um, match caregivers with those in need of care. And it's a part two. We started our discussion last week, but there's so much to talk about. Lauren is back. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Hello. It's so good to have you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, for Good. some reason, I get unmuted all the. T- I get muted all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> I can hear you. You just couldn't hear me. Okay. So it's so good to have you back. There's always so much to talk about, and it felt like we were trying to squeeze it in to one segment and there's too much for one segment so I'm glad you can make it back this week thank you so so before we you know launch into the part two of last week why don't we you know for people who didn't listen last week or um, haven't heard of well beyond care 
maybe you can just give a little bit of background about yourself and about Well Beyond Care. Great. I would love to. Thank you. Well, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm a registered nurse, and I've been a nurse for more than 30 years, actually 40 years. And the company was started because the CEO, my co-founder, Jeffrey Fry, um, became a caregiver for his mom suddenly who was across the country. And it was difficult for him to get a handle on care for her because he was using agencies or trying to find someone himself and he kept losing his caregivers. They didn't show up or he would get a new caregiver and it was frustrating to him because he was paying a lot of money. And when he finally asked the caregiver, actually asked a couple caregivers, why do I keep losing caregivers? My mom is wonderful and so nice and easy. What's the problem? And a caregiver said to him, a couple caregivers said to him, well, you know, we're not making very much money and I'm getting raised. And he said, well, I'm paying about $26 an hour. Um, May I ask what you're getting paid? And the caregivers, two of them said, well, we're getting paid under $9 an hour. And now this is a couple of years ago and we're Mm -hmm. getting a raise. And he said, well, what are you getting a huge raise? And they, they confessed and said, no, but we are getting 20 cents or 30 cents more an hour. And that makes a huge difference. And he said, well, wait a second, what are you getting paid? And they said nine-ish, $9 an hour. And he thought, well, if I'm paying 26, why are you getting nine? And that started his thought process of uh, trying to figure out how it was that we could do better, how we could, not everybody has $26 an hour, $30 an hour to have care for their parents. And there's a there's a need for care, and you know there's a way that we can do better. That's what he thought, and he started out uh, with a um, a matching algorithm, and we put that together. That you know it could be that you wanted uh, your parents that that maybe they had a um, a language that was specific that that. Um, a, a language like Spanish or French or Portuguese, and they weren't getting caregivers that could speak to them in their language. And we talked a lot about that last week, just that cultural mm-hmm. differences are very important. So he was thinking about that, you know, yes, we want to match, and yes, we want to save people money, but there's so much more. So I'm glad that I get to talk about it a little bit because what we've put together is not only matching, but also there are so many differences that I want to talk about how um, the difference is really between what we do and the traditional private duty agency as well. Many people say, okay, well, I can't afford a private duty agency. I'm just going to go to Craigslist. And that makes us crazy because there's no when you hire someone in Craigslist, you do save a lot of money, but there isn't anyone to help you. 
And sometimes you're trying to figure out how to get a caregiver that will work fine, you know, work well with your parents or your, you know, whoever you're trying to find care with, but they don't, you know, without a process or without an agency, how are you going to get them paid? How are you going to pay taxes? How are you going to um, check their criminal background or their references? So that we are in, in between, I would say, Craigslist and a private duty agency, but I want to be a little bit more specific and just kind of tie up what we talked about last week. We did talk a little bit last week that we are different because we, you know, compared to a private duty agency, we cut out the middleman. And by cutting out the middleman, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, well, maybe you're going to get to this, is that the, the caregivers, as you mentioned last week, actually get paid more even though you're paying less. Yes. So, by that we're we're able to do that by cutting out the middleman and we can save families ten to thirty thousand dollars a year on a full time basis and still pay a caregiver more. And I'll tell you how we do that. When a family comes on our site and looks for care, they are the ones that get to choose the caregivers and the cost or the price they're going to pay caregivers. They can't pay a caregiver less than $12 an hour, which allows a caregiver to make a little bit more money than an agency. If a typical agency is paying nine to 12, but the family would be paying 24 to 35, there's a lot of play in between that so that's one of the differences that we have. And by cutting out the middleman, we can pay a caregiver more, we charge less, and we actually can give more of a service. So think about this. If you're paying the caregiver three, four, five, six dollars more an hour, that is so um, life-changing to a caregiver because now they can afford maybe gas for their car or a nicer car or maybe a computer. It's so hard to live on $9 an hour or $10 mm-hmm. an hour. And, mm-hmm. it's, and that's one of the things that we do well is that by, by making sure that they make a little bit more money, that removes the issue of truancy, Right. People, when caregivers are getting paid the minimum and not used to, not familiar with the care they're going to deliver or it is not their specialty, they're always looking for something else and so they leave. So that's one of the things that is so different. You know, on Craigslist, you can save a lot of money. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on Craigslist because I, I, that makes me uncomfortable because you don't know who you're getting. And even though you're mm-hmm. saving money, you know, um, that are you going to check their criminal background? Are you going to check their references? Are you going to interview them properly? So that's one of the things that we do is that we put you through a routine. When someone comes to Well Beyond Care, 
they would get on the site, on a computer, go to wellbeyondcare.com and fill out a profile. And the profile is, uh, is asking, what does your mom need? For an example, say that you're trying to find care for your mom or dad. The first thing we need to know is, what is it that they need? What do you want? So, one, we're going to ask you, okay, do you need someone to do heavy lifting or to do driving or to do help with transferring or meal prep? All of those things that you need, you get to choose what it is you need and find that caregiver that is, that is comfortable with that. And the caregiver, from the caregiver point of view, they get to choose what they do and say what they're comfortable with and ask for that extra money. And for them asking for extra money, it's still costing you less per hour and we make it affordable for you. So that's one difference is that if you would pay a caregiver 12 out the door with us, it's less than $16 an hour compared mm-hmm. to an agency that might pay them nine, and I would be surprised in 2019 if they were able to find a caregiver for less than 19 or 20. So you see there's a, right there, we're paying a caregiver $3 more, and we're charging about three, $4 less per hour. There's a big difference. There, right. Those are just minimums. So that's right. one of the differences. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So, you know, last week you we talked about some of the cultural issues and how that was something that a lot of people don't think about, but we didn't get to talk about medical issues. So what if somebody has very specific medical needs? That is so important to us, because, and, and I'm speaking as a nurse, that when we came into this business, one of the things we noticed is that most agencies don't allow for the medical side for good reason. So if a private duty um, agency, if they, um, if they bring on a patient for um, maybe they caregiver needs, maybe bathing or transferring or um, companion care, they're not allowed to do things such as a simple wound dressing or lymphedema dressing or, you know, insulin, um, blood sugar tests. You know, it used to be that home health used to allow you to get a caregiver or a home health aide and the, or, or a nurse, and the nurse or the home health aide could come four times a day for things like, meal blood pressure or blood sugar uh, checked and then insulin, Uh but they cut that out. So how are families now dealing with diabetics or Mm -hmm. if, you know, there are simple things like a private duty agency, a caregiver is not allowed to pass medications, not allowed to give medications. Mm. Well, Mm -hmm. That that could be a problem. And the people that we serve, mo- many times, not always, but many times, the families are taking care of their loved ones that are in a different state, a different city, 
different household, different state, could be across the country, could be out of the country. And there has to be someone that can do simple things that a family member can do. Because as I said, home health doesn't um, pay for that anymore. They're not allowed to handle those issues more than once every couple of days. So somebody who has um, a need for blood sugar, let's just talk about that. So if, if you're a family member and you're worried that your mom lives across town and she's a diabetic, who is going to check the blood sugar? Who is going to mm -hmm. make sure the insulin is correct? Who is going to make sure that even in addition to that, make sure that mom gets her medications, she gets her blood pressure pills or any of those? So that's right. a big difference that with our service, the, the way the, the laws are and the way that home health and hospice rule is that you can, the nurse can teach a family member how to provide this type of a care. Well, in an agency, they can't provide that care because it's not a family member and they're not allowed to do that. But with mm -hmm. Well Beyond Care, our caregivers are hired by the family and can be taught by home health or hospice or physicians mm to take care of those issues that agencies can't because it's almost like a surrogate relationship where okay. um, you can, if you can train a daughter, why can't you train the caregiver that the daughter hired right. in their place? So that's a, so, a so legally the legally the caregiver from, from hired through well beyond care is like a family member. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or a friend. Or a friend. Um, you know, you you brought that up. It's very interesting. I didn't realize that the law had changed, and I was wondering. Um, you know, I've I've frequently gone to see elderly people in their homes, um, mm -hmm. or independent living, and uh, an. Uh, I would, you know, I would know that that person had memory problems and they would show me that their home health um, nurse had come in and set up the pills for them to take for the week. And then it was incumbent on them to remember to take them. And, and I was always very concerned about that and wondered why are they doing that? Why is they just leaving them with their medications for the week and they would get mixed up with what to take in the morning and what to take in the evening. Now that, now I understand it, that that's right. that the law had changed. Well, it is that the agencies are not allowed to do that. They're, it's not in their scope of practice that a mm -hmm. nurse would be able to manage the meds and check the blood sugar and or check and and check a, a blood pressure or those types of things that a family member might do an agency a nurse can do that but nowadays home health hospice you know you can't afford they can't afford to have a nurse go out each time and there's really no need to if you can you know as a daughter mara if you can help your mom remember her pills and take them 
out of the bottle and give them to your mom, you feel safe because you know how to do that and you know that she would forget them. Well, mm-hmm. the right caregiver can do that too. So what we do is in with Well Beyond Care, we're making sure that there's a match that when a family member is looking for care, one of the uh, criteria that they're looking for is they get to choose how many years of experience this person has, or has she ever been in medication aid? Does she know about insulin administration? You know, those types of things, they may not know, but the right person can be trained by the home health agency, just like the family member, to take care of those needs. So okay. home health teaches, instead of teaching the family members, they teach the family, the caregiver that the family member hired. Okay. And the, and is the teacher, is that provided by Well Beyond Care? No, that's the nurses home who teach or okay. mm-hmm. the doctor's okay. office. And so at any time, and, and I will add to that, another difference is that we have nurses that are available and will help family members make those phone calls. For an example, you're trying to have a caregiver at the house because you're now across the country or at work. You want to make sure it's the right person. So we want to also make sure that you know that if that person is going to be giving a pill in the morning or weighing a, um, a family member every day because of maybe a heart issue or those things, we want to make sure that you don't have to train them. We will help with that transition. Our nurses will call home health or call the doctor or call uh, hospice to say, let's make sure that on your next visit, you train the caregiver that the family hired. The family will not be there. This is the person that needs to be trained. Mm-hmm. So instead of the agency training the family member, we'll help you make that arrangement so that the uh, caregiver can be trained by that home health agency. Does that make uh-huh. sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, let mm-hmm. me ask you about this. I know that some, you know, long-term care insurance will pay if somebody has, you know, uh a caregiver who comes in and gives medication, if there's a care plan, are you able to provide a care plan? We do have a care plan. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, because I'm a nurse and I'm and I'm involved and I was so involved in uh, helping with the creation, we have developed care plans and every caregiver has one every day to follow. So here's how this happens. When the family member fills out their profile and they say, this is what I want for my mom every day. I want her to have her bed made. I want her to have company there. I want her to have breakfast prepared. Um, medications are three times a day. Um, she needs to have um, a, a Band-Aid or a very simple dressing every single day. And that is, that is filled out um, initially and updated all the time with changes so that when the caregiver is hired, that those tasks are now turned into the schedule and the care plan. So there's a couple 
Um, a couple things I should mention about that is that when the caregiver is hired, she comes to work, she sees her schedule, and on her schedule, just like a care plan, it will say you're to be there Monday from 8 until 10, and you are to do the following uh, task, which is part of the care plan to feed or transfer medications or whatever tasks are asked for. And the caregiver every day sees that on their schedule and they, um, and they sign off at the end of the day that those are the tasks that they did. And at the end of the week, the family approves that. They can do it every day if they want, but we send them reminders at the end of the week and that actually starts off payroll as, as well. And the reason I mention that is because private do, or long-term care insurance requires a care plan. And mm -hmm. by the end of the week, our, as, as the family member approves the, I'm putting in quotes here, care plan, then at payroll, the family has approved that care plan, and if they have long-term care insurance or aid and attendant benefits, they can print that care plan, and all they have to do is download it and email it, or some people still do it by snail mail, but that uh -huh. all of the tasks on that schedule turn into the care plan, and it's electronically signed so that the caregiver has signed it off every day. The family has signed off. There's a supervising nurse. And when they are reimbursed, we have met those guidelines so that mm -hmm. families, that's what it's done at payroll, families, when they um, approve the care plan, um, then there's always a record. If they decide, some people don't ask for reimbursement, don't mail it in or email it every week. But these care plans remain on the site. Um, they'll always be there. And you can download them weekly or monthly. The same as if you'd like to pay your taxes monthly or quarterly or annually. We do all of the back office, all of the care plans, so that you can simply download and get reimbursed by your long-term mm -hmm. care for your veterans benefits and, and as well pay your taxes and you always have a record. Right. That's great. That's great. I think that that's one of the, that's one of the fears I think some people have is, well, you know, I have long-term care insurance and is this going to be covered? And, you know, it's, it gets expensive and that's why we buy long-term care insurance, but it sounds like you have everything covered there. Well, the thing is, um, we learned early, I went to visit a couple of um, seniors that had paid long-term care insurance for years and years. But when it came down to getting care, this is what they said to me, oh, it's such a hassle. I don't know where mm -hmm. to, I don't know where to find it. It's all in an envelope. I can't get signatures. Who's going to find it? who's going to sign it, and they've paid for so long, but they never asked for reimbursement. So we developed that part of our site so that every day the care is given, the care is tracked. At the end of the week, when it's um, 
at it's at payroll, but when they it's approved, that care plan is easily printed out and electronically signed. And we always um, we always talk with families as they're loading the information to make sure that we know who they're going to send it to. So it's completely prepared um, at the start of care or at any time that we need to, that somebody came to us and said, you know, we've had long-term care for a long time. We've been using your care, but we didn't realize that we could get reimbursed. It lives on our site. And so we can do that at any time. It's a matter of downloading it and sending it in. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it helps. It just broke my heart that families pay so much into long-term care insurance, but they never ask for reimbursement. Right. I mean, that's the whole idea of it. Um, right. <laughs> the whole idea right. of buying long-term you know, care insurance. I, I guess I'm going to say a plug real quick, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to also say um, I'm not an insurance agent, never wanted to be, but I feel like I'm so excited about uh new long-term care product by New York Life, and it's a temper plan. And they're coming, I'm I'm reading and hearing about more programs like this. But, for example, the temper plan is something that only pays for long-term, for um, in-home care or daycare. And it is, you can get it at any time. You can have pre-existing conditions. And it's between 150 and 190 a month, and it pays for not only caregiving at about $40 a day, which is about two and a half to three hours of care a day um, before mm-hmm. you have to pay out of your pocket, but it also pays for physical therapy visits or physical therapy, occupational therapy, nursing. And the reason I mention that is because Sometimes when your insurance is exhausted, families still feel like they want more physical therapy or need more nursing care or more home health care, home health aid care, and until now, they would have to pay it out of their pocket. $200 a month is a little bit more manageable than, you know, five to 600 a month, but these plans only... Um, provide for daycare or um, personal care, and you know what? It allows, and you can get it when you're 80. So wow. I'm, I'm so excited about the Kemper plan because I talk with people weekly that say, oh, I can't afford long-term care insurance. Nope, I can't do that. Well, actually, there are plans that are coming becoming available. That's great. That's really yeah. good to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because our – I'm sorry. I was going to say our mission is to help people afford care, period. Mm -hmm. We want them to get great care and be able to afford care at a distance. It doesn't matter where your loved ones are. You should be able to afford it. You should be able to control it, and you should be able to know what's going on and you know, one day we'll catch up and we'll even talk about how up to 10 family members can be on the site to see what's going on. And your health care oh, wow. team can be on the site, too, for notifications, as well as reimbursing for long-term care or aid and attendant benefits. So our nurses are there 
to help answer those questions because many people don't, they never thought it was going to be available for them. They never even considered uh-huh. that. So that's right. why we have nurses available to kind of lead and guide you and point you in the right direction. Everyone gets an RN that is a home health or hospice nurse. Just Excellent. for that. Excellent. So, so if people are interested in finding out more about uh, Well Beyond Care and finding out how they can go ahead and and high, you know try to try the matchmaking of a caregiver and their loved one anywhere in the country, um, uh-huh. how can they do that? You can do that by going to your computer, um, b- b- typing in wellbeyondcare.com. It will ask you to set up a uh, login and password and create your profile. When you create your profile, one of the nurses are notified to call you to check in and we'll check in to say, do you know what you're doing? What can I do to help you? I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So dot com, and I will post that um, as usual on my website. So people can, can go to my website and click on that link. It'll be on the post about this evening's program. Um, Mara, yeah, can I also give a phone number, too? Absolutely. Please. Okay. Well, the phone number is going to be, um, I will give you my phone number as well, but the Well Beyond Care phone number is 844, it's easy to remember, 844-4WB-CARE. And my phone number is 512 512- Eight zero nine four zero five seven, and I never mind if you call me. You can call me anytime. Great. All right. Well, I'll add that to the website as well. So, <clears throat> all right. So, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming back on the program and giving us a little bit more insight into this very unique company that you have and you know we've gotten to see you grow from the beginning on this program Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that it's taken off and really you know doing well and and you have so much you know you provide so much and, and as part of the service that you provide so this is wonderful thank you thank you for having us and of course, we'll have you back, and we'll have you back in the studio and videotape in the near future, so people can yeah. see you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Thank you, and please um, call me anytime. We would love to help you and make it possible to get care for your family that's affordable and across the country. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, and you have a good evening. Thank you. You as well, everybody. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. 
Um, We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the area agency on aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now, uh, before we go on to speak with Art Mendoza, the producer of the show, to find out about some really interesting projects that he's working on and listen to some music, I said that I would talk a little bit more about living a passionate life, my Passion, my favorite topic. And just some news. Um, my latest blog was posted in Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global a couple of weeks ago. It made it to Savannah Spirit, another online um, website or platform, and it was reposted on Savannah Spirit a second time to make it to the front page as a feature article. So that was pretty cool. I guess a lot of people are interested in this topic. And the title is Spirituality Without Compassionate Action is Selfish. Creating with compassion is a key element to passionate living. So that's really one of my favorite topics. One of several favorite topics to speak about is how living with compassion and creating with compassion, being creative is an important part of passionate living and creating with compassion for how your creation will help other people in the world um, or even doing things, uh, just doing things to help other people is a way of creating. Um, that brings passion into your own life and it, and it's kind of a feedback loop of reinforcement. It feels really great. It gives you more vitality and joy, and then it makes you feel that you want to do more of that and be more compassionate. And it also affects all the people around you when they see you doing compassionate acts. It makes them feel good, and it inspires them to be compassionate. And to the people who you help, they feel inspired to be compassionate as they get back on their feet, as whatever you're helping them with that they heal from and they're able to help other people. And it, it creates a more compassionate world. And I really truly believe that if we had more compassion and more passion that people were creating and focusing on creativity rather than destruction um, and 
that everybody would be living a happier, more joyful life, and that we would have world peace. So there you go. That's my, that is my um, solution to create world peace. Uh, and speaking of compassion, I mentioned this last week. I was invited to be a member of a group here in Austin called Compassionate Austin, which is part of a global community, um, and it's part of a um, a group uh, charter for compassion, which is a global organization. And Austin has now been named one of 400 compassionate cities around the world. And I was invited to be part of the leadership. And so now I'm officially part of the leadership. And my title is uh, Passionate Living Motivator. <laughs> so, um, but I invite you to check out Compassionate Austin and their website is compassionateatx.wordpress.com and join if you're here in Austin. Um, if you're not in the Austin area, then then look into this, what's going on in Compassionate Austin and go to the Charter for Compassion and find out if your city has one of these groups or if you are really motivated, you can get some people together and start a group and make your city the 401st Compassionate City. Um, I know that Compassionate Austin works with the city council in Austin to create more compassion here in the Austin area. And so now that I'm part of that group, um, stay tuned because you will be hearing from uh, several of the people in the organization um, who are doing really, really interesting, creative, compassionate um projects and are living passionate lives. So they're going to be on the program in upcoming shows. So stay tuned for that. And also public speaking. I'm looking forward to doing some speaking and later this month. I'll be at the Unity Church in Brownsville, Texas on October 20th. And I'm working on setting up some more public speaking in the near future. So stay tuned and I'll let you know. And I uh, will be speaking about the topic of passionate living and also um, other, other topics related to that. So I had spoken recently um, during the summer to a group of caregivers about passionate living to um, to keep from having compassion fatigue. So that's one of the, the things that can happen. You know, I, I really in, um, encourage people to live compassionate lives, but we also have to take care of ourselves or else we can reach a point of compassion fatigue. And that is dangerous for us as well as the people around us because when we have compassion fatigue, it can lead to depression and it can lead to health issues, burnout, um, physical burnout as well, a lowered immune system and a lack of passion in our lives. And it can also make us pretty um, uh, cold people 
when we reach a point of compassion fatigue, it's hard to feel compassion for other people. And um, we can actually be kind of hurtful and mean and nasty to the people who we really care about. So um, that's another important topic. And I'll be discussing that again on this program is how to prevent compassion fatigue. Um, But I'm going to just talk about the basics of living a passionate life, because I think that, you know, um, it's been a while since I've discussed that, and and it's really important to get back to the basics every now and then. Um, My book really talks about the basics of living a passionate life, Um, and I, the way that the book is uh, written, I come, I approach it with, um, you know, sections on mind and body. So, you know, the first section is living your dream, following your dream, allowing yourself to dream. And then the next session section is, um, is not allow, not allowing the, your own, uh, negativity or anxiety to get in the way. So I have a lot on how to overcome stress and anxiety and, um, the negative self-talk that we tend to, we humans are really good at, um, not listening to other people's criticisms and negative negativity, and then moving into relationships and then kindness and generosity and ending with two chapters on the body, which are food, exercise, food and exercise, and then, um, sleep and meditation. So what I started thinking about um, after the book, you know, after I wrote the book and I looked at the, the, the things that I wrote about, the topics that I wrote about in the book and the topics that I've written about on my blogs and things that we've spoken about here on this program, I ended up coming up with four pillars, essential pillars that are really uh, like you, they're must-haves in order to live a passionate life. And without one of these four pillars, you can start on the path of living a passionate life, but it's not sustainable because we're always going to hit rough, rough spots. And if we don't, if we don't have a solid, um, if we're not solidly on this path, it's going to be hard to maintain the passion. So these four pillars are essential. And then there's the foundation, which is extremely essential. And that's in order to keep these pillars standing. And one of those is self-care, which has to do with um, what I just spoke about and not allowing ourselves to have compassion fatigue. So we need to um, take care of ourselves. We need to have compassion for ourselves. So these are the bricks and the foundation consists of compassion for ourselves, um, taking care of, as I talked about in the book, taking care of of our diet, exercising regularly, finding time to relax or meditate, getting enough sleep, not engaging in or finding a way to um, take away the power. I'm not going to say that 
not engaging in negative self-talk because that's almost impossible. Our, our mind just does that. Human, humans are really good at saying negative things to themselves. But if we can find a way to tame that inner troll, as I call it, not listen to it, take away the power of it, it won't have the effect on our lives and not allowing other people's criticism to knock us down. So those are really important bricks in the foundation of living a passionate life. And the pillars consist of, um, and I'm, I'm saying this, it, you know, in a particular order, but it really doesn't matter. Not, you know, no pillar is more important than the other. So, It's just a random order. Um, Number one, allowing yourself to dream and have a dream and passion. So it's really difficult to have a passionate life if you don't let yourself dream. And very often, um, you know, we many most of us were dreamers as children. That's what children do when you've had the opportunity to have a real childhood. I mean, some people um, don't have that opportunity. They have to grow up very quickly. But when you've had an opportunity to have a childhood, you had a lot of dreams. Um, You had dreams about all the things that you wanted to do in your life or, or things that you wanted to be or things that you wanted to create. And then you hit a certain point where you, you learn that in order to grow up and be mature, you need to stop dreaming and just be practical. So being practical is important um, to get along in this world. But I want you to turn your dreams back on. I want you to allow yourself to dream because that how you can live a passion that's an essential ingredient to living a passionate life is allowing yourself to dream and to think about well how can I do that given all the practicalities and the ways that you know we have to pay our bills and all the other things responsibilities that we have in life how can I also allow myself to do some of these things that I have dreamt about what are my dreams Maybe I've forgotten what my dreams are. Let me um, explore and figure out um, what really turns me on, what really turns on that light. Um, So that's an essential ingredient, allowing ourselves to dream, even if we don't know what those dreams are yet. Uh, Another essential ingredient is Having gratitude, feeling gratitude for what we already have and who we already are. Because when we come from a place of gratitude, knowing that we are already enough and that we have already enough, then we're not coming from a place of desperation. So if you're trying to follow a dream because you feel desperate, that's not passionate living. That's desperate living and that's and that's not going to feel good and that's not going to be sustainable that's not going to bring joy and vitality and if you're always feeling like I'm not enough or I don't have enough until I achieve this dream 
then you may or may not achieve the dream. And if you don't, then it's just a big disappointment. And if you do, then the way that life works is that you're only going to feel good for so long, and then you're going to have another goal that you need to achieve and in order to feel good. Okay? If you're, if you're coming from a place of having enough, then yes, the same thing might happen. You achieve a goal, and then you have another goal, and then you have another goal. But you're not putting your joy and happiness on having achieved that goal. So then it gives you the opportunity to feel joyful in the journey, that actually doing the things that will help you achieve your goal, achieve your dream, the action of actually doing it and creating um, and all of the twists and turns and the people that you meet along the way and the opportunities that are that you're you're open to at that point that bring you in another direction and um, help you to further move along this path all of that is so much fun and it and it brings you joy and even if you never actually achieved the goal that you had set it doesn't matter because the whole journey was joyful. This was just having a blast. You're having such a good time. So, you know, that's where that saying, you know, shoot for the stars, but be happy when you reach the moon or something like that. That's where that comes from, that you try to set goals that are really big that you may never achieve, but you'll achieve things along the way that, um, may be easier to achieve, but a lot of fun doing it. So um, knowing that you have enough and that you are enough comes when you um, express gratitude for what you have. So spending every day um, thinking, thinking about what you're grateful for and um, the research actually shows that reaching that point of gratitude um, is something that you have to cultivate. Most people don't just automatically have it. You actually have to make it a practice, and it, it even helps to write it down. So there was research that showed that keeping a gratitude journal was really, really powerful. I know Oprah Winfrey always talked about her gratitude journal on her show um, I think she writes about it in her magazine. Um, so being grateful could be for, you know, minor things, small things. Like in the morning, I am grateful for my cup of coffee. I just love my cup of coffee in the morning. And actually spending time being grateful for that is just as important as the bigger things. Grateful for um, health, grateful for the people who are important to you in your life, grateful for, you know, maybe living in a nice home, working in a great place, um, grateful for whatever it is that you have in your life already. Okay, grateful for being on the path of a passionate life. And then Another 
um, important part of the uh, another essential ingredient, another pillar is compassion, as I spoke about. Um, having an open heart toward the people around you and also toward people that you don't even know who are far away and are different from you. Um, having compassion has with it some painful parts to it because compassion literally means carrying somebody else's pain. But there's so much payoff for doing that. Um, you know, I've had guests on this program who are doing compassionate um, actions um, all around the country and all around the world. And one in particular, uh, one group in particular that I've had on frequently was Team Brownsville. And those members of Team Brownsville who are helping the asylum seekers and have devoted their life to this compassion have told me that it's painful. They cry about it. They're open about their tearfulness um, when, in witnessing the pain of of these families that have come a long way and now are kind of stuck and in limbo and living on the street in Mexico waiting to ask for asylum. But they also have told me that it has changed their life in a very positive way that has brought more passion to their life. So it feels so good to do this compassionate action that um, this has been something that they've become devoted to. So having compassion is a, is painful, but we can't run from the pain um, that we see in other people. Um, when we do, it's like it's, it, it makes our own passion not sustainable because it's very selfish. And that's what I wrote about in that article, in that blog, that, you know, staying in your own little bubble and praying for people, even uh, meditating and just going inside all the time, but not actually feeling the compassion and pain for other people and taking action um, to help them is kind of selfish and it doesn't bring, it won't continue to bring passion into your life. So having compassion is really, really important. And it running from other people's pain is like running from your own pain. And as a psychologist, I can tell you that I'm always trying to look on the bright side and not ever looking at some of the shadows that we deal with in our own pain and, and shedding light on it um, causes more pain. It creates more pain in our life. It doesn't help us. We have to look at the pain. And, sh- and when we shed light on it, when we shed light on our own pain and on other people's pain and bring it out into the light, we're actually part of the healing. And that brings us to the fourth pillar which is generosity. And when you have compassion, that's what motivates us to be generous. And being generous um, with our, if if we are fortunate enough to have the financial means to be generous with money or with donating 
um, things that people could use is very powerful or being generous of spirit, which is like compassion, but it's the action, compassionate action. So um, spending time with people, generous in time, volunteering, spending time really listening to another person who's going through a rough time. Um, All of these things um, are really powerful, and we don't even realize how powerful they can be to helping another person. We don't realize that even saying hello and smiling at another person, being generous in that way can be very powerful. I just read an article today, a study that was done in the United Kingdom in in London about the the, very high percentage of elderly people who who have no contact with another human being for uh, for days at a time, for it could I think the average was a week they could go without seeing another person or speaking to another person, and how this was connected to a very uh, high rate of depression in the elderly. Now that study was done in the UK, but there have been similar studies done here in the United States, and that has become a real problem that older people are becoming more and more. Um, isolated and lonely, especially if they're um, homebound. So being generous can be um, can include stopping by your elderly neighbor and saying hello. Just they found that just greeting an, the just with that just speaking to an elderly person who was lonely and hadn't had human contact, just speaking to them and smiling can change that, uh, change around their situation so that they are not depressed. So if, if you are an elderly person and you have the opportunity to speak to other people and help them, then that's, another way that you can add purpose and passion to your own life. So um, these are are four essential ingredients to living a passionate life, um, four on the four pillars. And so I'm going to talk more about each of these um, again in the future. I'm going to focus one at a time on on um, each of the pillars. I've spent a lot of time on compassion recently, so I'm going to talk, speak next time about allowing ourselves to dream and how we can um, motivate ourselves to dream more um, if we've given up on dreams. So that's going to be the next topic. And so on that note, we're going to talk to the producer of this program who it always has dreams <laughs> and is always following them and following his passion. Art Mendoza is going to join us on this side of the microphone to talk about his many projects, and we're going to play some music. So here's some music.
All right, and we are back. And joining us on this side of the microphone is producer of this program, Art Mendoza. How's it going so far? Uh, you've been listening, so you should know. <laughs> the uh, the person you've been listening to is the infamous genius on saxophone, Mr. Tomas Lamides, also known as the Jasmanian Devil. And... Um, just an incredible musician, and uh, he will be starting the Accomplice Entertainment presentation at the backstage every second and fourth Thursdays, and he'll be there on October 10th, and um, we have other artists that will be coming on. On the 24th of October, there will be the Bobby Mack Band, and then in November 7th, will be Lisa Marshall. But I skipped the date. On October 31st, uh, Generation Mex, which is Tomas Ramirez and myself, will be doing the first annual Dia de los Muertos at the backstage with a contest of the best uh, made-up face as a skeleton. So that should be fun. And, all right, where is the backstage? The backstage is at the El Mercado which is the restaurant that's on 1302 South uh, 1st in Austin. And uh, mm-hmm. they have one of the best sound stages in the city. And I'm just lucky enough to get uh, every other Thursday. And on the other first and third Thursdays is Sharon Bourbonnet and the mm-hmm. ladies of music that she brings on every first and third Thursday. So it's a pretty, and, you know, fun-filled place. And what time are your shows? The downbeat will be at 7.30, and the uh, cover charge is $4.50, and that anybody can afford that. And if you get there early, just have some dinner and get ready for some incredible entertainment. But uh, as I said, on November 4th, on November 7th, will be Lisa Marshall, and she will be playing uh, with her trio. And this is one of her songs I'm going to play right now. Okay, great. Amen. 
I love her voice. She is so soulful, an incredible artist, just incredible. And Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be having a lot of entertainment going there every second and third, every second and fourth Thursday. And on the fifth Thursdays, I'll have special things that I'll be doing as well. But um, that's what we're doing. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So get back to work and let's get out of here. You said it starts at seven thirty. How everything late starts will at seven thirty. And then when does it end? Nine. It'll go to nine o'clock unless they want to play longer, and they can play longer if they wish. Oh, great. Okay. All right. All right. Are we gonna Are we gonna play one of your songs on the way out? Yeah, on the way out, we'll play New Orleans Blues. All right, and that will be. Right. Will you be playing that on on the thirty first? I'll be playing it whenever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, don't knock me off the air yet. I'm going to let everybody know what's going on next week. So, in the next couple of weeks. So, listen up. Uh, next third, next Sunday, October 13th, we will be playing an encore of our show with Carrie Hummingbird, who is the intuitive healer, host of the inspirational podcast Soul Nectar Show and author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama. And also on that show, we had musician Cass Clayton, who discussed how she is following her passion, and we played some of her beautiful music. So um, that is next week that we're playing that encore. And then on the following Sunday, October 20th, we'll be back live, and this time we'll be broadcasting from the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And we'll be joined from Seattle by psychotherapist, artist, and author Rebecca Bloom to discuss her new book, Vicarious Trauma Illustrated, which is a toolkit for therapists and healing workers to stay present in their client's struggle without developing compassion fatigue, which is what I just talked about. And I'll discuss more, as I mentioned, about uh, the essentials of living a passionate life specifically following our dream, and more. We always have more, and I'm sure we'll have some music. And if you want to listen to this evening's program again and read the information from this show, um, listen to previous programs, read my blog, all of that, go to my website, drmaracarpel.com. The R M A R A K A R P E L dot com, and to learn about what's coming up next, and read my blogs as soon as they're posted, and find out about upcoming events. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years, and you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio.com, B L O G, talkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psych-Dub Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald DeVere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Lauren Tarrant of Well Beyond Care. And, of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, an inspiring couple of weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. C'est le bon ton roulé. That is what they all say. C'est le bon ton roulé. 
That is what they all say. Sur le bon ton roulé. That is what they all say. Sur le bon ton roulé. That is what they all say. Et toi? guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.